Last night, the Democrats' convention lost in the ratings to a variety show called America's Got Talent. A pair of jugglers from the Philippines, brothers wearing glow-in-the-dark headbands, did a yo-yo demonstration on stage. And that outrated Dr. Jill Biden by a lot. <laughs> All right. I love Tucker. He's funny, but uh, uh, yeah. that's not fair. No, because people are... If the more, Filipino jugglers... Were they Filipino? Is that what he said? If they were on 12 different channels simultaneously, they wouldn't get the fine juggling-related ratings they got. Plus, it was mostly designed to be taken in whenever you get around to it yeah. on a YouTube video, it's, which I think is the way the DNC is uh, is being uh, set up. Right. Well, the whole convention is an awkward Zoom meeting. Okay? We all know it. It's it's not... Nobody's going to really watch it much. Sean watched it while watching a basketball game. Seems about appropriate. Um, we, we promised uh, we, we could get back to the DNC convention because I want to play you a little bit of this. Some of the stuff that goes on during the day. Oh, yeah. How impactful it is, I don't know. But, you know, the Democratic Party is is allowing it to be part of the convention. So we should play for you some of the, you know, the wildest voices that are speaking during the day. Yeah, I have plenty of issues with the Republican Party, too. Someday I'll lay them out for you. Well, probably but, next week when we get to that convention. Yeah, but there are no committees of the Republican Party that hate America and want to tear it apart. None. Um, anybody who expresses that has their ass thrown out immediately. Bit of a contrast. Speaking of which, Goodyear Tires, giant American corporation, has vaulted to incredible success and and profit on the free enterprise system, our, our beloved free market. Well, well, the order I got this story yesterday was Trump tweeting about it. Yeah, me too. So Trump tweeted out, what, we should all boycott Goodyear tires? Yeah, and I thought, what the heck? I wonder yeah, why. What are you talking about? Well, a photo scene circulating on social media shows a slide that was presented during a diversity training showing what's acceptable and what's not acceptable as part of Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company's zero-tolerance policy. Acceptable. Black Lives Matter. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, pride, uh, wear, etc. Listed as unacceptable. Blue Lives Matter. All lives matter, MAGA attire, political affiliated slogans, or material. God, that seems like such a mistake. Well, they got the uh, the, the the freaking white fragility, uh, what's her name, sponsored, ridiculous, racist diversity training, and fell for it. And I like this from Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson. He said, welcome to 2020. Equality without regard to skin color is off the table. Equity based on skin color is mandatory from campus to culture to corporations. This is what we were talking about yesterday. Uh, Jacobson warns that, quote, orthodoxy with regard to racial politics has moved from campus to culture. We've seen the purge of alternative views in academia, journalism, the arts, and other industries. The emergence of hyper-woke corporations is one of the distinguishing features of the current Black Lives Matter movement since the death of George Floyd. Um, and and that is that was one of the main messages of yesterday. If you missed it, check out the podcast hour two in particular of yesterday at armstrongandgetty.com. But um, the two most terrifying differences between the woke crowd or the anti-racist crowd or the anti-fascist crowd, whatever you want to call them, and you know various uh, you know causes of the past is they do not accept any dissent. They reject as racist and fascist. 
any disagreement, no matter how gentle and respectful, and they do not recognize the legitimacy of anybody being in charge except them. They do not say, hey, we fought hard in this election, Uh, we lost fair and square, let's refine our message. No, they say the fascists have continued to oppress us and they must be overthrown. And these are the bullies that got Goodyear to do what they did because Goodyear is afraid of them. So Goodyear put out a statement. This is where the rubber meets the road. That's a good... Oh, boy. A little tire humor. Oh, boy. tired metaphor. Tired humor. Please. Is but that the best you can come up you're with? You're better than that. I'm not. See, that's the thing. <laughs> Message from Goodyear. Message from Goodyear to our customers after the President of the United States called on people to boycott them. <laughs> I put out a statement of some sort, too. It oh, is, good Lord. That's not the first time he's called for a boycott, either. He needs to check me. Anyway, what'd they say? Yesterday, Goodyear became the focus of a conversation that created some misconceptions about our policies and our company. For those not aware, a widely circulated image sparked a strong reaction, and we wanted to take the opportunity to provide some important context to the visual and our policies. Now, the visual, We were bullied into it by Marxists. The visual, so as you say, so you, you can wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, but not a Blue Lives Matter shirt. Mm-hmm. That's something. Yeah. Uh, according to that. But anyway, first, this is in uh, bold print. The visual in question was not created or distributed by Goodyear Corporate, nor was it part of a diversity training class. To be clear, our longstanding corporate policy, uh, Goodyear has zero tolerance for any forms of harassment and discrimination, blah, blah, blah. So they're saying that didn't come from them. Uh, we live in a world where I don't have the slightest idea if that's true or not. And they said specifically it wasn't part of diversity training nor was it part of our diversity training class okay oh boy so uh so they could be lying this whole thing they could be telling the truth and this whole thing was created by russia and you know getting us at each other's throats once again I have no idea. And in the and modern you have world, major university law professors making statements about it. You have the president boycotting it, calling for boycotts because of it. And no and nobody's sure if it happened. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. And and what I do on this stuff, you know, I've got a job where I have to kind of try to figure these things out, but you know, my my inclination is to just I don't know. Maybe they maybe they didn't just, you know, kind of roll my eyes and move on to the next thing. Well, I which t- is not good either. We could absolutely just drop Goodyear from the discussion and talk about all of the corporations, restaurants, whatever, Starbucks, who have said Black Lives Matter is fine, MAGA or or Blue Lives Matter, whatever is absolutely no go. There are many, many American corporations that have been bullied into oh, yeah. or duped into because of their own numb scullidness, that same policy. Well, the, uh, d- should we assume that every utterance of the phrase "Black Lives Matter" is an endorsement of that of the the actual organization that no, goes by that name? No, absolutely not, and that's the problem. You are getting millions of people and millions of dollars donated to that organization, and and what sounds like great support, near universal support. Because people don't understand there is a difference. But See, the, I agree with you. It sounds like I'm disagreeing. No, but the two are being smeared in such a way that it gives Black Lives Matter the organization and that philosophy cover. But for the purpose of this conversation, since they banned wearing a, a, a Blue Lives Matter t-shirt, if I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that when you wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, you just mean the impulse that we need to make sure cops treat black people the same as white people, which everybody's for, Sure. then you got to give me the, uh, you know, 
benefit of benefit the doubt, of doubt yeah. that the blue lives matter shirt means yeah and i think we should re- treat police with respect too right so how would you ban one not the other although i'm not sure that ever happens so we're having a conversation about at well, least with goodyear not that, a goodyear but yeah. dozens of corporations have hey one more thing from goodyear and then we could get back to this if you want um goodyear has always wholeheartedly supported both equality and law enforcement will continue to do so we have heard from some of you that believe Goodyear is anti-police after reacting to the visual. Nothing could be further from the truth. We have the utmost appreciation for the vital work police do on behalf of our shared communities. This can't be said strongly enough. All right. Nice Good job, Goodyear. Goodyear. Okay. I'm glad you had that. Also fun of note, the tires on the president's uh, super cool riding around the town limo, the Beast. Yes. Uh, those are Goodyear. So I don't know if those are just currently on blocks or what. Uh, <laughs> the Beast and- is on blocks. And uh, Ohio... He's riding on those tiny little spares. Yeah, yeah, he's got donuts on it right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, Ohio, notoriously a swing state. Goodyear, the fourth largest employer in Akron. Oh. I don't know if these are fights you necessarily mm. want to be picking, leading no. two yeah. months away from right. an election, et cetera, et cetera. But. I, in general, think every president of the United States should stay away from boycotting U.S. companies. <laughs> yeah, especially stance. until the facts are in. Yeah. Oh, the last couple of sets of tires I've gotten, I've never even heard of the brand. I don't know if they're South Korean or what. And, and uh, you know, it's just they, they got all sorts of different brands at tire stores or dealers or whatever. Man, I remember when it was it was Goodyear and Firestone. Goodrich has a blimp? Goodrich. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, tire talk. We do it every Thursday this yep. hour. Yep. Yep. Uh, tune in next Thursday for What Happened to White Walls? <laughs> all weather tires. <laughs> Are they really all weather? <laughs> eh, boy. But that's disturbing. Uh, disturbing on so many damn different levels. What if that never happened? Somebody somebody needs to, to dig into that. What if that never occurred? Actually never occurred. There's nothing from Goodyear, as they claim. Um, where did that get started? Where did that story get started? Bridgestone. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Cooper, is, we're looking at you. That's highly troubling. If I'm dissecting the language, they say that it did not come from our corporate thing. It was a little lawyerly. So, it, oh, oh, Nor was it part of their diversity training. Right, but it could have been a local manager of a Goodyear store mm-hmm. taking it upon themselves and creating their own PowerPoint, right? Like sure. I, I, to me, Sherlock freaking Holmes over that, here. <laughs> that's my initial assumption as opposed to Russian trolls, but it, it just goes to show how easily... A Russian troll farm could put out this image, and all of a sudden, right. the president is calling for boycott. But you make a good point. It could be a local or even a regional Goodyear manager. I'm back to being mad at him. <laughs> a regional manager. Until I, you know. Assistant to the regional manager. Here's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something contrary in the next five minutes. God, I'm looking at some of this fire footage they're running on Good Morning America. Holy cow. And some of that was uh, not far from my house, ladies and germs. Ah, yeah, California like I can is see on it. fire again. I can again. see it from my house. Look like movie sets where like just raging infernos. That's oh, yeah. insane. Well, Colorado's got the second biggest fire they've ever had in their state's history. So oh. there are fires around various places. But Yeah, there's some monsters in Oregon and Washington. Uh, Idaho is looking not so great. Baking their potatoes. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at Colorado as well. She money. It's crazy. There's one fire in Utah. Come on, Utah. <laughs> Hold up your end. Arizona. How do you set fire to a desert? <laughs> wow, wait a minute. There's some really nice golf courses up there where that fire is. Mm. Now I'm concerned. Yeah, it's it's insane. 2020 is some 
you know, if if somebody announced the apocalypse, I'd think, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I get it now, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're in an apocalypse. That That would explain it. That sounds about right. Feel your soul being crushed yet? I know, (laughs) Tucker. Maybe that would be comforting to have an explanation. Okay, it's the apocalypse. Oh, finally, we have a reason. Yeah, we know know what's going on. We we realized our algorithm wasn't quite right. We've adjusted it, and yes, these are the signs of the apocalypse. Uh, Who's speaking in the the fancy Zoom call they call the convention tonight? I'll I'll hit you with those names real quick in case you care. Biden is. I will watch tonight. It'll be my first night of tuning in. Mm. I guess I don't have to tune in live. I but who are the opening bands? Exactly. At the, at Biden Fest. Yes. <laughs> Biden Palooza. We'll hit you with that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why can't folks imagine a world without the cops? Why can't folks imagine a world um, without prisons? Why can't people expand their imaginations to include community care, to include an abolitionist future? Um, I'm talking about like for real, for real abolition, not just watered down DNC version of abolition. Um, We're talking about abolishing the police. We're talking about abolishing ICE. We're talking about abolishing prisons. One of the speakers during the day on the uh, Democratic National Convention, you know, their online thing. And oh, that person is, a, since you're at a microphone, Hanson, I don't have in front of me. She is a... I think a transgender activist? No, it's, it's way more than that. It's way more than oh, that. Oh, yeah, get the list. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Now I know what you're talking about. She... That's a very tiny print. Oh, hang on. Is it uh, down there? At, uh... Oh, it's not there. Transgender, non-binary, gender-transcendent mermaid queen king currently living out her ever-evolving truth. There, ever-evolving I left out black Vietnamese. Black Vietnamese, transgender, non-binary, gender-transcendent mermaid queen king is what she is. Yes. Which is complicated. But anyway, she's for abolishing... The police and prisons. Completely. Now, that, there wouldn't be, I'm not sure there's even 1% of support for that among adults. It's delusional. Yeah, that's that's just like, so, you know, you tell me, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Anybody in the Republican Party that out there that will be speaking on any level on behalf of the Republican Convention? I mean, seriously. No. No, anybody came within 100 miles of that, they'd be drummed out immediately. cuckoo stuff. Yeah, it's delusional. And at what point, and I'm sure there's probably academic papers on this, at what point does ideology become mental illness? I mean, if your ideology is that nuts, you've completely lost the ability to connect with reality. Or maybe she is nuts, and that's why she has that ideology. Although there are lots of nuts people, and there are a lot of people talking about Imagine the world without police. Imagine the world without prison. No police, no well, prison. It's a but... moronic statement. It's not even worth discussing. Sure. Let's imagine a world without pain. Mm. I mean, what is this? Some sort of sappy song I'm listening to? Exactly. Or? A world without heartache. Yeah. That's what I'm for. Shut up. Anyway, speaking How about a world tonight? without hangovers? Scientists may have discovered a real hangover cure. I'll go back to drinking. Oh, boy. Hmm. Plot twist, it's don't drink in the first place. Oh, <laughs> dang it! No, no, it's not, sir. Um, but tonight at the convention, which I haven't watched a moment of this week. I um, haven't missed much. What did uh, uh Williamson woman, 
Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson yesterday. Did you see her quote on it? No. <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioned it to me, but I don't, I don't remember. I'm trying it. to do it from memory, and I'm afraid I'm not going to do it justice. It was pretty funny. It's like a... Uh, it's like a nine-hour Marriott infomercial, she oh, said, or something like that. that's right. Pretty funny blast It's like of watching it. a Marriott commercial on a loop. <laughs> uh, but tonight is the big night. The theme of the evening, America's Promise. Yes! Cory Booker uh, will speak. He once took a shot at Biden's uh, mental abilities. He didn't make, did he make it to Iowa, unlike uh, Kamala? I don't remember. It's too bad he's got uh, testicles and not ovaries. He could have been the Veep choice. Governor Gavin Newsom! Ready or not. Speaking tonight, I guarantee you he thinks this is his Barack Obama moment where he's going to launch himself on the national stage and everybody will be talking about him for four or eight years from now. Well, if Cuomo could be up there touting his COVID response when he has more deaths on his hands than any governor in America, sure, they can have Gavin up there talking about what a competent governor he is. Might as well let the comedy continue. General rule, you thinking you are going to recreate a moment is usually the first sign that you are not doing that thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mayor Pete's talking tonight. Senator Tammy Duckworth, who I like her story, is a veteran. Uh, Senator Chris Coons, the Biden family... And then former Vice President Joe Biden will uh, give his uh, nomination Hunter? speech. Where's Hunter? Yeah. I wonder if Hunter and his stripper girlfriend are going to speak. Hey, now, what? 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 What is that? What do you, what do you mean, what is that? It's, only, it's nothing but disparaging. That's, that's how she makes her living. But so Biden will say, I formally accept your nomination. And usually the crowd would go wild for like 10 minutes. And balloons would what, drop. While you stand there and bask in the glory. But n- not on Zoom. It won't. and Getty. So that cinnamon toast crunch is making a cinnadust seasoning blend that you can sprinkle on anything. Finally, I can stop asking the waiter to grate cinnamon toast crunch over my dinners. That's plenty. You know what? Maybe a little more. (laughs) Yeah, I just heard there's a new Girl Scout cookie coming out, too, that tastes like uh, French toast. I think it's called toast with an exclamation point or something like that. Finally, I can ask the waiter to grate cinnamon toast crunch over my meal. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Keep hey, going. I'll tell you when. <laughs> there's a new poll out. Hill Harris X poll, which I don't know that well. Hill? Oh, like the hill. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, no. No, not the hill. No? I don't think. Just hill. Hank Hill? Hill dash Harris Bobby? <laughs> We mainly do polls about propane and propane accessories. And propane accessories. Taste the meat, not the heat. Butane is a bastard gas, Bobby. Um, I miss the king of the hill. <laughs> um, Mike uh, Judge, right? Is that yeah, who we should? Yeah. Mike, love you. He's a genius. Trump. He got dismissed because he made Beavis and Butthead, but he's actually a genius. Oh, no. no. Yeah. yeah. Trump just tweeted out, 51% approval, MAGA. And I thought, okay, what poll is that? Probably Rasmussen, which usually runs a little high. For Republicans, but it's a Hill-Harris poll, which has Trump at 51% approval. Uh, And the commentary on that is President Trump's approval rating is fascinating in that it's uh, fluctuated very little. Everybody talks about this. Um, Over the last three years, it's only moved a few percentage points up or down in any single time when we've had outlandishly wild events. Right. He's in in kind of a band of like kind of mid to low 40s to high 40s pretty much 
on every poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really interesting. I mean, Bush it's was completely at, unprecedented. Bush was at ninety percent at one point. He left office at twenty seven. Um, uh, uh, Obama was in the sixties for a lot of his presidents, presidency, but he was down in the thirties at various times. No fluctuation even close to like that with Trump, because yeah. as Sean's always saying, our needles are stuck. No matter what happens. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's enough of that. I didn't want to get hooked on that. The Portland story. Oh, that... Coming up, researchers may have discovered a hangover cure for real. Wow. Um, the Portland story that's gotten national attention. Uh, I mean, in the Portland area, obviously been paying attention to it since the video first broke of that poor guy getting drug out of his truck, beaten on. And then that kick to the head, which is you, you don't want to see it if you haven't seen the video. It's just it's it's gruesome. And what sort of monster would do that? You say, by the way, the guy that got attacked he is able to speak now. Um, he's uh, he's conscious. He's in the hospital, and he corroborates a story that other people had said. And I don't know how he to come up with, uh, with this on his own, but that he was helping a woman turned out to be a trans woman. By the way, he was helping her who she was being accosted by some Antifa BLM. You know uh, who who these people are. It's hard to say. But so he was helping this trans woman who's being attacked by the kind of people that generally are supposed to be standing up for trans rights, I guess. Who knows? Anyway, they decided he was a bad guy and uh, and and drug him out of his truck and and beat his wife too. Oh yeah, and he's lucky he wasn't he lucky he didn't die. I mean, right. somebody kicks you in the head like that, you could easily be killed. Absolutely, yeah, bleeding on the brain, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so, um, subdural hematoma. The guy who did it. His name is Marquise Love, and they're still trying to catch him. And it turns they now know who he is. He's 25 years old. He's been jailed seven times over the last eight years in Washington County. Oh, but keep turning him loose. Keep Don't turning prosecute. Him loose. And a heck of a lot of various things he's done that he did. No, they didn't follow Unpaid through. Parking tickets or no, no. Oh. a lot of lot of violent stuff, oh. a lot of bad stuff. And uh, and a lot of times they just didn't pursue it. Domestic assaults and oh, theft and all kinds of stuff. He's just a scumbag. And um, and uh, they've let him out over and over and over again. It's like the guy that the homeless guy that accosted my family and thank God, you know, never got it never got physical. Um, but, you know, is screaming about raping and killing me and my family and stuff like that. The restaurant turned out he's one of these people been in and out of jail constantly. And when when something bad happens to you, it's very galling to find out. Oh, society knew this was a scumbag and They've, a dangerous person. This person has been. Yeah. The guy that accosted us had drug a woman out of her car to drive through and beaten her. And, and right. then when the paramedics showed up, beat up the paramedics. But anyway, when you find out that, oh, this person that has caused you know, misery for my family. Society already knew they were a scumbag, has known it multiple times in multiple states, and they just keep letting them go. Right, right. And Did, didn't you hear that activist on the uh, on the Democratic National Convention? We need to imagine a world without prisons and without police. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is that, and we're moving toward more of that. Yes. Or at least there's a segment of society calling for more of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of these people were let out back when we were tough on crime. And, and and a lot of people speaking the conventions are looking back on the era of when this guy was getting arrested and let loose as the bad old days when we were just, you know, incarcerating way too many people. Yeah. We need to move toward an era where this guy, I guess, never goes to jail? I guess. I don't even know don't what Don't bother is. to arrest him. Well, the, the experiment's being conducted, and you see the results. Skyrocketing property crime rates in, in San Francisco, in L.A., Riots every night in Portland. So-called autonomous zones being set up in Seattle. It's unreal. I never thought I would see it. 
jailed seven times over eight years, and you just keep letting them out, thinking, you know, you see, you know, he'll act right this time. Yeah. This is so reminiscent. I, I hate to even make a Hitler reference because it's so cliched and so worn out, but uh, in the early days of Hitler's career with the brown shirts, who were, um, they were brutes. They were thugs. They would terrorize uh, other politicians' meetings or other parties' meetings. They would bust in. They would beat the people down. They would drag them out of their pickup trucks and kick them in the head, in effect. And they were, uh, in large part, they were thugs. They were criminals. They were uh, psychopaths and people who were just spoiling for an excuse to perpetrate violence on others. Um and he gave them snappy uniforms and the rest of it. And it was it was so reminiscent of what's happening right now with the the uh, racist, anti-racist, the anti-fascist crowd. They're small in number, but they're so utterly brutal. They have people on their heels. They're cowed. They're they're begging for for mercy or forgiveness for their perceived sins. This guy's a, this guy was a perfect brown shirt recruit. Oh, yeah. Same technique, same everything. Uh, speaking of politics and, uh, rough, you know, this sort of thing, uh, don't go up against Putin. So one of your leading opposition leaders, maybe the leading opposition leader in Russia, who's spoken out against Putin for years, and he'd been po- poisoned once years ago. Alexei Navalnik, right? Yeah, Navalny? Navalny, um, sir, yeah. He, uh, he got poisoned last night, and he's in a coma now. Uh, he's in grave condition. He's 44 years old. Uh, he was uh, jumping on a plane and got a little tea, and apparently somehow one of Putin's guys, you know, they're claiming it wasn't them, or clearly that's what happened. One of Putin's guys got some poison in there, and uh, he may die as a result of this. That's some uh, rough politics right there. And so the the update on that is... I hope his hospital room doesn't have a window. People fall out of windows a lot when they uh, stand up to Putin. Yeah. Terrible. they got to get a different floor wax. Must be very slippery or something. The update on that is, this is just across the Twitter, Navalny's wife is at the hospital where doctors are treating him. They won't let her in because he hasn't given her the okay. He's in a, he's in a coma, you see. Oh. And she needs a marriage certificate to prove that she's his wife. Navalny's team is trying to get the word out to the press that officials are trying to keep him uh, you know, out of sight to cover up the poisoning to make sure he dies, I would imagine, mm-hmm. you know. So who knows? They might put a pillow over his face if it turns out he lives through the poisoning. Ah, isn't one party rule wonderful? But uh, that's or gruesome. who knows? This po- this poison they gave him may permanently damage his brain. Oh yeah, that's uh, just awful. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You wouldn't think you could pull that off in the year twenty twenty, or a lot of the stuff China's doing. I, I would have never thought you could do that in the modern world with all the communication we have and the whole world watching. And right, but you can. You right. cl- obviously, you can. Hey, when are we talking to Ian Bremmer about China? We were communicating via the Twitter yesterday. We're, we're close buddies. Um, uh, we're going to talk to him about the latest developments. China is has decided officially. Now, the media is not covering this because they're so damn bad at their jobs. China has decided officially what we've been warning you they might. Now is the time. Now is the time to make our huge move. We gave the U.S. the, the, the Chinese bat virus, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally. Um, but now is the time to get really assertive, and, and it, it could absolutely turn crazy. And they are giving uh, Saudi Arabia a plant to produce uh, atomic bomb-making material. Oh, lovely. Uh, that came out yesterday, and so that's a gruesome development. Hey, Michael, can we do, uh, i got to pay off the hangover thing. Uh, can we have a little transition music? Shaka Rome, can we play that one? 
Whenever there's a really jarring transition on the show, we like to, you know, clear your mind a little bit. Oh, that's good stuff. I could listen to that all day. And it feels like I have been. Turn it off! In a a study published Tuesday in the journal Alcohol and Alcoholism, researchers from the University of Helsinki and the University of Eastern Finland... Go, Eastern Finland! Beat Western Finland! Anyway, they found amino... They're playing their games with no fans in the stands, and it's weird. Yeah, I know it. And and frankly, Western Finland's been so weak for so long. It's a... I almost cited a couple of different universities in, in in the United States that have that sort of game, but one's been way better for long. I almost mentioned them specifically, but then I knew I'd be getting emails all day long from the other schools, and I don't I don't want to read them. Anyway, so these two universities found amino acid L cysteine relieved alcohol reduced ailments such as headache, nausea, and stress and anxiety. What causes the hangover? The drinking? Yeah, usually, that's what I found. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it was. No, it's because I switched from beer to wine. I won't do that oh, next no, time. I didn't. I didn't eat enough before I started drinking my beer before wine. Shots. You're feeling fine. It was that last drink I had before to go to bed. I leave that one out. I'd have been fine. The first fourteen were good. <laughs> my wife, who I adore, is convinced that the whole no it was that I went to this after that, and I told her, you know, sweetheart, anytime anybody has a night like that. You drink a lot. <laughs> I mean, and overlooking that is probably a mistake. But anyway, uh, they had a bunch of volunteers who were tasked with consuming alcohol over a three-hour period. <laughs> I want to kiss you. That's a heck of a task. Oh, Joe Namath. That's a rough one right there. We're going to need you to drink for three hours. Hmm. All right. And then taking either a placebo or the L-cysteine tablet, randomized double-blind study of 19 males. Uh, with a placebo control group, the researchers and it worked. The long and short of it is, is it worked? Boy, really that'd well. be a huge development. Did it work better than a gigantic greasy breakfast burrito? Oh yeah, and and not getting out of your bed till three in the afternoon. Oh, that's great. <laughs> or maybe just barely enough to make your way to the couch and then re- resume horizontal positions. Uh, the The slogan of the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, officially and unofficially, for years and years and years, was and is uh, stupid should hurt. I question the wisdom of coming up with something that would eliminate hangovers. Right. Your body is telling you, you took in way too much of that. You hurt me. Now I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> I haven't had an alcoholic beverage in 14 years and two weeks, but um, my memory is uh, generally when I had a hangover, I drank more than a person should. Yes. Ever. <laughs> yes. So no. if I eliminated that, I wouldn't have a. I'd have no need for a hangover cure. Yeah. Occasionally we'll have some wine that's particularly high in the. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know the. If you know it, you know it. Um, and and you'll get like an unjustified hangover. That's not like, fair. It's a false conviction. That's the, exactly. That's unfair. Yeah. There needs to be an appeals process or a crusading <laughs> lawyer or something. <laughs> I didn't oh. deserve this. Yeah. Tannins, I guess, um, mm. or something or other. Um. Uh, that's not the term. doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, in general, I think generally you get the spanking you deserve. This is a mess. Exactly. And eliminating the penalty? I'm not yeah. sure that's good for Stupid him. should hurt. The point was made to me once. It didn't leave too much of an impression, apparently, but the alcohol is a poison. And it, it, if you take it in a low dose, it makes you feel funny. <laughs> in a good way. 
And if you take it in a high enough dose, it hurts you. Mm. So, yeah. So, GMO mosquitoes are coming our way. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, the good. power of a smile. Hey, smile! I love it when people say that to me. Oh, man. It doesn't make me want to punch them in the throat at all. <laughs> uh, got all those stories on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I never smile if I can help it. Showing one's teeth is a submission signal in primates. When someone smiles at me, all I see is a chimpanzee begging for its life. (laughs) So, smiling is a submission signal. That was Dwight Schrute from The Office, right? Easily Uh, one of the greatest television characters of all time. Wow. Just magnificent. I see a chimpanzee begging for its life. I got the story somewhere about why smiling is good for you. Yeah, just take my word for it. Says you, you submissive chimp. No, it's it's a uh, you know I was reading through it. It's something we've talked about before. It's it's weird with the whole smiling thing. For some reason, the physical action of smiling is so tied into the releasing endorphins in your brain that if you just do it, whether you feel like smiling at all. It has a lot of the same effect of releasing endorphins in your brain. It sounds pathetic, and 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 just something. It goes against every fiber of me, and it works. It absolutely works. It's like the valve is broken. The, the brain is supposed to be leading the cheeks, but the <laughs> cheeks can tell the brain, "Hey, change your chemistry," and it works. It's amazing. Yeah, so there there is plenty of science around the fact that if you sit up straight and have a smile on your face, you will just feel better. Yeah, and be more optimistic about life as opposed to slouching and frowning. Yeah, the old slouch and frown. I noticed mm. it when I was in uh, my high school radio and TV class, and uh, the teacher was teaching us about voice work, and he he was going through just the difference of when you read something normal and then you read it with a smile on your face. And, and just kind of the tonal difference that even just makes in how you are presenting your own thoughts and ideas just comes across more pleasantly. Yes, indeed. I, I admire people who get that just kind of automatically and, you know, just plow forward with kind of the smile and good attitude all the time because it has an effect. I don't have it in me. I just, it's just, it's so hard for me to do. The two people I have spent the most time in my life, uh, my wife and my partner on the radio, Jack, right over there. Both have RBF. <laughs> Maybe it's you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe it's not RBF at all. Maybe they're just really unhappy. <laughs> Maybe I am a bore. <laughs> you know, the only times I do oh, it. Oh, God, there he is. Oh. <laughs> the only times I. Is that his I... car in the garage? Oh, oh no. All right. Oh. Time to grin and bear it. We've worked with usually people in sales. Trump's got this to a certain extent, but um, usually people in sales they're just relentlessly, you know, optimistic. Go go go! Because it it has, you know, science proves it has an effect on you and other people. I think a lot of people are made that way. It's not a conscious choice, but I've I've always been jealous of it. But but I make the conscious choice when I'm at, like in dad role. I've done that lots of times. You know, I had to do it yesterday to a certain extent. Everything's going to crap. Our house might burn down. The COVID's going on. Our toilet's leaking. And the economy sucks. <laughs> right. But you got to go with the, hey, everything's fine. We're going to have a good time. Hey, let's do this. You know? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And it, it works. Sure. Uh, they're going to release 750 million GMO mosquitoes in Florida. 
Oh boy! As part of I don't an, like mosquitoes. As a part of an attempt to control a mosquito population and all kinds of different things, these specific mosquitoes can't um, uh, can't reproduce. Really, the offspring die in it's a like larva me. stage. Yeah, they're they're releasing males who shoot blanks. That's kind of what they're doing. That's, yeah. that's an unnecessarily frank term. Positive, and, they're, Sean. And, they're, and they're hoping it'll stop <laughs> spreading things like Zika and various other mosquito-borne illnesses, um, dengue fever. Uh, and other people think uh, there's got to be a good reason there's all these mosquitoes on Earth. Maybe we don't understand it, but they're not here by accident, and who knows? Eh, what makes you so smart? We'll be fine. Some people can, comparing it, obviously, to a Jurassic Park experiment. Well, I, just just because every single time humanity has tried to introduce a foreign species, because that will help, or eliminate a domestic species, because that will help, it's ended up in an ecological disaster. Just because every time that's happened doesn't mean this time it'll happen. Uh, Come fi- on, everybody, where's your optimism? We figured it out this time. There's no such thing as unintended yeah. consequences. This is the modern era. We understand science now. S- uh, signed, every single generation of humans. <laughs> There's no such thing as unintended consequences. I like that as a statement. But so they're doing it, though. I mean, it's been decided. And I've I've read the pros and cons on this, and the cons are, you know, serious, big-time, smart people saying, this is, I don't know why, but this has got to be a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, boy. Peak 2020. Yeah, no kidding. Armstrong and Getty.